What is going on, everybody? It's the What To Do Podcast here. I got a, I always say a special guest, but this is um, a special childhood guest. Uh, Ryan Keen, man. How you doing? Good, dude. Good. Super excited to to finally be on this and just jam out, start talking. Yeah. So um, we go back to like kindergarten. Um, I moved I used to live a little bit closer to Chula and then I moved over to Bonita area and um, I, I redid kindergarten again because my mom put me in too early. So I, I could have missed you just by that. <laughs> and to think like how life would have been different for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all because of one little thing. Uh, Might have been dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, but we went to uh, Tiffany Elementary, and we went to the same middle school, and then we also went to the same high school. So this is someone um, very uh, important to my childhood, made my childhood so much fun, and kind of just always that friend to be like, when you watch those old movies and they're like, come on, play outside, like Sandlot, like that's how I describe Ryan King to me. Like he's just... He's one of the guys on the team that we would go have fun, carnival. That that's how I describe our uh, a friendship growing yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, even like before cell phones and everything, I would just walk to your 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 house, the middle school. I'll just I didn't even know if you were home. Yeah. I would just walk and just hope for the best. <laughs> I just show up. And yeah, dude, it was a 50-50 shot. You yeah, know? so. Is, it is what it is. Yeah, it's funny because we had we all kind of lived in the Ryan or Ryan lived a little bit behind or right behind the high school, mm-hmm. and then Spencer lived next to the high school too. So you can walk down to Spencer's house. He wasn't there. Then it's like you had to make a little bit of a trek or maybe get on your bike and go. Dude, for my house, the Spencer is probably like a quarter mile. If yeah, that. it was it was a quick and easy walk. Um. Usually our, our go-to route with Spencer and walk to my house. Yeah, all right, you ready? Yeah. Is Cody home? Don't know. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just we would just walk. Um, just walk over to your place and if you were there. Or if there was a call, dude, I'd get a call like on the phone, like the landline, and be like, Is Cody there? And they're like, Yeah. Can he come play or what's going on? <laughs> or I'd get dropped off or like yeah. I'd be there all day. Um, but I remember uh, when I, when we first met, uh, it was my first day of kindergarten, um, you know, just kind of new to the area, you know, it was my first day of class. Um, I see this kid with a, uh, Buffalo Sabres <laughs> sweatshirt on yep. and I loved, I, I didn't, I didn't know too many like other kids that loved hockey cause I had. NHL like 99 on a PlayStation 1. And I loved um, hockey. So I was like, oh, I know the Sabres. And I remember we just hung out in the corner and played with the toys. Yeah, It was like, I don't know what kind of toys they were, but it was more like action figures and stuff. And everybody else would like want to go outside. And I was like, oh, man, I love the action figures. And everybody's like, I got a lot at my house, dude. And dude. I remember he put his Buffalo Sabres um, when he took his jacket off, he put it in my cubby and I put my jacket. So when I took it home, I was like, oh, like I have his, his jacket. My mom's like, 
well, if, if, you know, if he's at school tomorrow, we'll just drop it off. And I was like, what's the weekend, mom? Like I started school late or whatever. And she was like, we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. And I remember like, we ended up dropping it off at your house or figuring it out. And, mm -hmm. and that's how I always remember it. But dude, that's, that's it. That's like on point, um, how it happened. It was, dude, it was Miss Monahan's class. Miss Monahan. <laughs> and we sat in the back. <laughs> the blue row in the back we sat next to each other um and i can't remember if it like dude did they did they sit us next to each other or did we get the pick i want to say they just threw us together like that's what they did it must have been like how like with the k's and the r's like since your row ended then it started with another row but we were both at the end of the row that's right and i just remember I think we actually got in trouble back there too. And my mom just like, what the heck? Get in trouble? All the time. And I was like, dude, I don't know. We're having a great time back dude, here. All the time. But she would write our names on the board all the time. And I just remember being like, dude, like, we're in a lot of trouble. Man. Like, <laughs> my name's gone on the board like eight times this year. <laughs> I was like, mine's been like four. This <laughs> like, Monahan is not happy. <laughs> Jeez. But I remember that was, that was, um, a lot of fun just growing up. Um, Tiffany and stuff like that. And another big one memory growing up at elementary school was wall ball. Dude, you, you didn't have a childhood experience unless you have a wall ball experience. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that was elementary school was get to the wall ball, get aside. Like I remember we had like the runners who would run out there. Yeah. Get to the wall ball, man. And like lock it down. Cause because whoever got their lunch first or whoever brought their lunch, mm -hmm. I think it was usually you brought your lunch and you're like, hey, as soon as I'm done with my lunch, or actually you'd be like, sit over there as soon as they let me. You yeah. go sit over there and eat your lunch or something. We'd all run up and you'd have to get in line. I remember, I don't know what side was more prime time. Like, Dude, I want to say it was on the right. I think so, yeah. I think so. The right side, because yeah, there was like, shade. it was like levels. Like there was yeah. the other side was like, Hey, that's like the novice area. Like it's where the new guys go. Well, it's kind of the people that kept losing. Like yeah. you'd be on that side. Cause you're yeah. like, okay, well my partner is not very good. Get over there and practice buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not ready to do these skinners on the right side. Dude, <laughs> I remember your skinners were elite. Like I mean, you're up there with like, I want to say, I don't know who your partner was usually. I feel like it was you and uh, maybe even Spencer. Might even be someone else. Dude, but it was either like Spencer or um, Steve Contreras. Steve Contreras, yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like usually that was your your setup and you guys usually ran it. Yeah. And I remember Miles and his kind of, I didn't really hang out with Miles too much um, in, elementary in elementary school, but I remember their crew they kind of always played on the other side but we kind of always fought with them on what side yeah yep. <laughs> i don't remember a lot of like people from elementary but i'm like man i remember we used to have lines and people would be like almost ready to fight over wall ball oh there were there serious I mean, fights. they were like I, i'm like dude i hate to even think about Cause as a child, like they childhood fights, but like I remember getting into like a physical fight with someone. 
over wall ball, but it was like such a, a silly thing where the guy was just being a jerk to people. Like, you know me, I'm, I'm always that oh, guy. Oh, you got to gotta defend. I was like, nope. No, no, we're not going to have mean people around these parts. You know? <laughs> and like, I remember getting into it with him and like just tossing him over and everything. Yeah, like, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. Get him, Ryan. <laughs> like, that was, that was that. But like, dude, the amount of times I was in the principal's office for, for fighting, but it was always over like someone, someone being a jerk. I know definitely my first fight was wall ball. Um, with, I think they were like one of the sixth graders they were picking on, um, I don't know if you remember Steve, he's like a foreign exchange student from yes. Korea. Dude. <laughs> Steve used to play with us all the time. Yeah. And I remember he kind of wasn't playing with us and they were teasing him and I went over there just to be, Hey, don't stop that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> big old cuddly bear. Hey guys, stop. I remember the guy sucker punched me and I got up and I just started fighting and that's when you guys all ran over and I think they were all in the principal's office and like, Cody, you've never been here. I, was I, like, <laughs> I remember that fight. Yeah. I remember because that dude sucker punched you the back of the head and yeah. I remember you dropped and I don't even remember how I got over there so fast, but I was like, nope, <laughs> not my friend. And I jumped that guy so fast. Yeah, we all ran over there and I remember getting up and just punching that guy in the face and then all his friends started ganging up on me, but then you guys all ran over. But man, I remember just the wall ball was life. Like it, if we didn't get to play wall ball and it was raining outside and like, and we were never in the same class no. I think since it was like kindergarten and then never again. No, never. It was no. such a disappointment. <laughs> like every year I'd be like, what'd you get? You're like, oh man, I got this person. I'm like, dang it, dude, you, I, it just never happened. I, I was always so mad about it. I remember like telling my mom how mad I was. I was like, Cody's not any of my classes <laughs> ever, mom. This is dumb. I remember your mom even trying to maybe even go, Ryan, if you want to switch classes, we can switch the classes. Like, I, we will do it. My mom just like, it's okay. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. And we're like, yep. mom, please. Yep. Your mom, your mom <laughs> is always so much more mellow. My mom's like, no, we're going to make I'm this ready happen. To like, kill someone, dude. dude. My mom was always ready to go to war. And it was just like, your mom was the balance for her of just, no, no, Pat, calm <laughs> energy. No, no, Benny, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> it just, oh, dude, I, I could go on about those two. Such a funny balance, those two. Do you remember when my mom was driving across the street? Yes, I already know the story. Yeah, yep. if you want to tell it, you can tell it. Dude, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, because you, at that time, we only had the one car for like my household. So your mom would take me, Steph, she would pick up my mom and then pick all of us up. You, I think they would like you. hang out or something. Yeah. Probably would, a little bit before. Yep. They would hang out and your mom would pick us up in that white minivan. Yeah. I remember. And we were driving and what street is that uh, right there? Aubrey. Your mom was heading towards Auburn, towards my neighborhood, Auburn East Stage. And I remember the kid's name. It was Ruben. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember I hated them, man. He, like, ran in front of the car. And, like, your mom didn't hit him. Your she mom came to, like, a hard completely. stop. But, like, it was close. Yeah. It was close. And, like, we were all sitting there like, why did, what did he do that for? Like, that was ridiculous. And, like, your mom being a sweet person, she's like, I'm gonna, we're going to drive to that house to make sure that kid's okay. And, dude, I will never forget. 
like sitting in the car. I think we were in the mom, back. We were both, in the back. Both our moms got out to talk to Ruben's dad, and they were explaining what happened. And the dude, he got so mad at Ruben. I've never seen a kid kicked in the butt so hard, and he like levitated off the ground like two, three feet. Well, I was like, whoa! Because if I remember correctly, I think he actually. I don't think he threw himself on the hood, but your mom was so mad because she was like, I'm trying to check on the kid. Of course she is. And she was like, I think they might have not accused my mom, but they were like, my mom's like, I want to go check on the kid. Yeah. And they weren't listening to us when we were driving all the way down. I know exactly where their house, their house is at too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I remember we pulled up and my mom and your mom got out and we're like trying to check on, we're trying to ring the doorbell and they wouldn't answer. And then all of a sudden, the dad came out. We're like, oh, we, we just want to make sure he's okay. Like, I think he might have hit the hood or something. And he was like, I don't know if he lied or something. And I just remember him getting kicked really hard. I was like, oh, man. Dude, I've never seen, like, I've never seen a grown man kick another grown man that hard. He, like, was going for the field goal. Yeah. He kicked that kid <laughs> so hard. And I was like, dude ouch man like yeah all right whatever and of course my mom's ready to fight someone yeah your mom's ready, ready to go yeah, your mom's being peaceful and make sure everyone's good and my mom's ready to go to war again it was like, i love it war. though because i felt like sometimes it was like you needed that you needed that war that someone to get crazy dude she had that fire. she still had that fire she's yeah. funny i'll go out with her and i'm like mom you need to you need to not talk to these people that way because they are touching our food like i I will not eat sometimes with my mom because she gets so weird with people i'm like i'm just, i'm not kidding here you can eat your food mom i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get this bottle of water that can't be tampered with yeah no but she's good she she's calmed down in her oh man I'd, it's and you know going through memory lane and just to give a little bit of a background with you know my mom and stuff and Ryan, why Ryan's family means so much to me childhood wise is my mom had her accident um, right around that time um, when I, I think I was 10 years old. Yeah, 10, 10 years old. Um, I remember there was a lot of times where my dad couldn't pick me up from school because my mom and my dad almost being kind of like a single parent really helping with my mom's, you know, she, could, she couldn't drive and, you know, had to pick her up from dialysis and, you know, my dad still had to work. So most of the time it was like, hey, I'd call, I'd try to find a way, get to Ryan's house, call my dad and be like, hey, is it all right if I hang out at Ryan's? And like, yeah, I'll come pick you up later or let me know if you're going to stay for dinner. Remember that whole fast fiasco? I would have to call my dad and be like, hey, uh, I'll be home for dinner or no, I won't. <laughs> I yeah. used to get in trouble, dude, yep. <laughs> because we'd be outside playing, and I'm like, Ryan, oh my gosh, I forgot to call my dad. And we're like, it'll be okay, dude. We're gonna have a great play. It's <laughs> fun while we're here, dude. Yeah, just that's that's a problem for later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're already past that point. Yeah, but um, you know, definitely a lot of thanks to you and your sisters and your mom and dad for just being a, it's not like you guys ever like sat down with me and like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. It was just, you guys were there yeah. um, for me and my family. So I always, you know, I don't know if I have ever told you, but very, very much thanks to you guys and how much you meant to me as, um, 
at that time, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, of course. And like the reality is like my, my family loved you guys. Like you, you, you guys were family. You are family. Like to this day, my mom will still ask her, how's Cody doing? <laughs> oh, he's doing good. Bye. Like yeah. talk to him a little bit. Um, but yeah, like it just, it, it, it wasn't even a question for us. It was just like you, you were there, you needed us and we were happy to be there for you guys. I remember too, like there'd be sometimes with your mom, like I would, I would be like, Ryan, Hey, I, I might need to come over or something. Could you like find a way to talk to your mom? I, well, it wouldn't be like find a way. Cause it's kind of weird thinking about time without a phone. Usually I just walk to your house and then sit outside. Yeah. And then you go talk to your mom and then your mom's like, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Of course. But then like, I remember it'd be like some other people that okay. were like around and she'd be like, no, um, but Cody can come on. <laughs> dude, she was a savage. She's a savage, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. My mother, like you were the end all. Like there was never a question. Like if yeah. you, if you needed to be at the house, no questions asked. Like you could stay the night, anything. My mom. I remember even times you guys weren't even there and you would just say, make sure you just go off the back, like off the back door. Yeah. Like we're going to be going, but wait till your dad gets there and I yeah. just sit there and watch TV. Yeah, like, just hang out. <laughs> dude, no questions asked. But like, dude, you're absolutely right. And that was another core memories. Like, I don't remember all everyone's names. I won't use everyone's names, but like there were times. Yeah, there's and, definitely people. I, I know some names, but I'm not going to say I, names. Dude, I can't. It's just too mean. But there yeah. were times, Bob, could everyone you know come in and, and just Cody. <laughs> and I, I would have to go back outside to like four people. Like, yeah, guys, like, um, only, only Cody can come in. <laughs> so embarrassing, but I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I just remember also too, like we'd be playing out, and then all of a sudden your mom would be like, "Hey, uh, Ryan, you got to come in." And then I'd be like, "All right, I'll I'll start walking home, Ryan." And you'd be like, um, I, "I think my mom's okay with you coming in." And the other kids, you just see them like, okay. <laughs> yeah you guys gotta leave you guys gotta leave <laughs> or like your mom would be like hey dinner's ready or something and i just like all right well i'm gonna get going no my mom made you a plate I'm like, yeah. okay cool <laughs> the rest of you get lost yeah, sorry guys you gotta sorry. go yeah she's something else and you know at a young age i didn't understand um but now i think i understand a little bit more just being grown up and responsibilities and um for your parents to even do that stuff is just so cool um, cause I know like money, money's is, you can't be feeding, you know, more people and stuff like that. And it's, I think they just realize where they can help and that's where they could help is they would always just have a place where I can be. And I didn't have to worry about, you know, things that a young kid doesn't have to worry about today. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was, <laughs> it was never a question for them. Like never for you and Brittany, never a question. Like my parents. Dude, they would like stick their necks out easily, even to this day. I can yeah. guarantee you they probably still would. Um, but it's it's just so funny because there are so many memories. Like, dude, we we could, me and you were joking about it before we even started. We can make this a Joe Rogan-sized podcast yeah, with I'm the amount of memories, dude. <laughs> just hours and hours and hours. But yeah, dude, just so much. Uh, one funny memory that I, it happens everywhere I go if I'm handling a gun or anything like that. <laughs> Someone's like, 
wow, Cody, you shoot lefty? I was like, yeah, I found out shooting a paintball gun in my friend's backyard. I remember we were shooting yep. your paintball gun, and you're like, man, Cody, you suck. Like, I was like, you can't hit the target. And you're like, try with your left. And I was like, I tried with my left, and I started hitting dead on. You're like, you're a lefty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, like, anywhere I go, I remember someone just like, man, you're a lefty? And it's, yeah, found that out. At, so there's so many memories like that. Yeah. It's, it's because we spent, you know, almost close to 20 plus years together, you know, yeah. young kids, yeah. you know. All right. So I got on this story. I did. It's, it's a good one. And you're going to laugh at the time when it happened. Oh, no, no, no. I already know what it is. <laughs> and I know what shirt I was wearing. I was pissed, dude. But I knew you're going to bring this story up. I, it, it's probably one of my most cherished memories. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's such a good one. We're like, again, at the time, not funny. I was pissed, dude. You were no. upset, man. That was, that was rough. So give you guys some background. Growing up, I had this big Rottweiler named Conan. Gentle giant, dude. Yeah, the best. Such a good dog. But man, that dog's poops were huge. I mean, these were like human grade giant dumps. And he always had like this corner where he would poop. So I don't remember what like And you guys in fair warning, you guys would always tell everybody that would come over to the house, hey, stay away from that corner. Stay away from that corner, dude. That's Conan's corner. You're gonna you're gonna step into mine. <coughs> and I don't remember what we did or what was so funny, but we were literally on the floor laughing. And you you I was rolling laughing. You rolled into one of the biggest turds he had ever laid. And it was like I, a fresh steamer too. What's so funny, Ryan, is thinking about this podcast and what stories are going to be brought up. I was like, I am not going to tell that story. I'm going to wait for Ryan to tell that story. And I was like, I guarantee that's going to be his first story. Uh, because I remember rolling around and you guys were standing up watching me roll around laugh. And we we're laughing. And I just remember you guys looking at me and kind of going like, oh, dude. And you guys started laughing at me. And I was like, hey, what happened? <laughs> it was a Dragon Ball Z shirt. Yep. It was like a Goku shirt. I, I turned around. It was so much <laughs> on my back. It was just it was everywhere. It, on my pants. And I was just like, I remember I ran inside frying because I was just like, I ruined my shirt. Your mom's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get you another shirt. Uh, you guys are still laughing. Your mom's yelling at you guys like, shut up. You know? <laughs> dude, I got in so much trouble. She got, she, she whooped my butt for that one. Cause she, cause she was just mad. Cause I was laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I could laugh and be like a little degenerate to anyone. But if it was like anything against you, she's like, nope. And I would get. Dude, the iron fist of my mother would come down on that. Yeah, man. She was oh. mad. But I dude, in standard make kind of fashion, she like hooked you up with some like clothes or I don't remember. She gave you some clothes to wear, took all your stuff, yeah, washed, washed it, it, got all the stains out, told your mom. Your mom's like, Oh, Cody. It's okay. I was a little little mama's boy, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was funny. But that story, what I think of when I like I said, when I was thinking about this podcast, I said I'm gonna bring that one up. That one lives rent free in my mind. Yeah, forever. forever. <laughs> so good. I just remember rolling, like I said, rolling around and looking up at you guys, and your demeanor changed. 
then it went to oh like you do you have so much poo on you <laughs> it was and i did like i had so much on me yeah dude to this day i don't think i've seen a dog make poops in biggest conan day oh you're such a good dog man probably probably one of my favorite dogs like top 10 dogs oh like, for sure like someone would be like what well, was a good dog you're like conan it makes me want to get one of those dogs oh dude i like i still to this day see rottweilers and like part of me is very like oh i want one it's, it's just so much like i have a dog i've got wilson he's a little mutt from mexico love the dog to death um but like rottweilers are just a, such a special breed of dogs like Again, the dop don't shop, you yeah. know, that's kind of my mentality now as, as I've gotten older. And, and I don't think I could ever have a dog quite like Conan ever yeah. again, which like, it makes me think, here's another one that maybe a lot of people don't know is on dude bear. Oh and yeah. Dude. German shepherd bear. A ton of people probably don't even know no, about that dog, no. but I remember the bear and then tighter. Tater, Cheeto, dude, all these dogs, man. <laughs> I remember all your dogs. So like to you, like, I another core memory for me was Bear, like people being afraid of him at that gate. And I remember I would just walk in, walk yeah. up all snow and say, "What's up?" German Shepherd with like I think mixed with like some type of like Siberian wolf or something some like other that. Massive animal. Yeah, and he was always just so nice, but. Man, if that dog didn't like you, no. it did not like you. See, there were some times where I remember people would cruise by the gate and he would let out some gnarly barks. Yeah. He, he was an intimidating dog if you didn't know him the way he did. But, no, uh, but Tater was probably the most vicious little rat terrier ever. Tater is a rat murderer. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he used to kill rats all the time. Yeah, I mean, born and bred and... Tater did a good job of that. Love it. One of my, um, one memory that I wanted to pick out was, this one's a little bit further. I want to say maybe we were in middle school. Mm -hmm. Do you remember airsofting at the, oh. at the middle school? hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Yep. I remember we did the, um, we let one person go run out <laughs> into the middle school. Yeah. And the rest of us, I think like another six of us would like go find them. Just go for and it was team. Steve, uh, Steven Contreras. Uh huh. And we're like, but my dad got Cheeto out and was like, or I think it might have been Tater at that time. It was just like, go fetch. Yeah. Like, go get him. <laughs> yeah. We'd all run and try to find and get Steven. And he's just in the bushes, I think over by like the, um, like a little bit more close to the quad area. Uh huh. And we just unloaded and like Cheeto, he was like, oh, he's like, Tater's, come here, come here, come here. And then we just <laughs> unloaded on the bushes and Steven comes out. He's like, yeah, yeah, stop, stop, stop. About, about. Oh, I remember we used to have so many like fun times. And I remember we'd go to middle school too and people were like, there's so many airsoft pellets everywhere. I wonder who does it. You and me would be like, I don't know, man. Weird. It's not good. How does it? We drive the golf cart too. Oh, dude. Driving the golf cart was like huge. Because I mean, dude, we were kids. So we were like, it's like driving a car. Yeah, yeah. We were so stoked on it. Um, dude, here's a good one. Was sock hockey. Sock hockey. <laughs> that probably to this day was one of my favorite things oh yeah of my childhood was um so i i grew up playing hockey for for everyone everyone out there i've been playing hockey since i was four um and i don't even know how sock hockey got started if you, you guys probably doing it before i was even in the picture who knows but wayne 
would go in the gym. He would set up the those folding tables like boards. Yeah, the boards, the check boards, the check boards, and then we had those nets. But to like take it next level, he would wax the floors. Well, we had a net on one side, and then the door. Like, yeah, it was like two doors yeah. was the the goal. Um, yeah, I think it kind of started because my dad always liked hockey. Um, his team was the Kings. Um, and then I transitioned into like the Ducks, but Ryan was always a huge, huge hockey head. So it was like, whenever sports was brought up, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that sport. It's, it's all about hockey, dude. It's hockey, hockey. Hockey's life. So, um, yeah, we had this game that my dad just, I don't know, he'd wax the floor. Yep. And then he would get like, everybody would just have to bring their fresh pair of socks. And it was like almost like slipping on ice a little bit. It was. After a while, it would kind of wear out. But I just remember, I think it was, it it was once again, I think it was Steven Contreras getting checked. Oh, dude, I I held back nothing when I went out there. (laughs) Like I was. That was the only thing I was good at. And he's like, I was all right at baseball, like all those things. But like hockey, that was my jam. Yeah. I was good at that. So like when we played soccer hockey, there were like, I went along with hip checks. I'm good yeah. to get up a little dirty with the cross check every now and then. It would always be like, I think it would like my dad would have like Brittany on his team. And then like three of us, like say me, Ryan and, um, maybe Spencer or even Steven or whoever I had over Jordan, my cousin. Um, One of us would play goalie and my dad would just like play against us both. And he's like, if you guys just work together, like you would win easily. And I just remember the first time you had your like slap shot. Yep. (laughs) And my dad was like, hey, we're making a rule. No more slap shots. <laughs> little, little did he know I had a wicked wrist shot. Yeah. My dad's like, oh, it's fine. I'll take a wrist shot. But your slap shot, I remember he like took it to the gut. And he was like, none of those anymore. <laughs> and Wayne, he probably remembers this. I remember him saying no slap shots. And I was like, all right, I'll just do wristers. I'll just do little snapshots. And dude, I did like a low wrist shot and it caught him in the shin with like a normal puck. Yeah. And I remember he buckled and that was probably the only time I've ever seen your dad mad at me. And he's like, all right, all right, you little son of a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it got to a point where like, Ryan, Ryan's not allowed to shoot. Like, he's just, yeah, you're, you're, you're a passer only at this point, dude. I just remembered the, the slap shot was so funny because then we'd play with other people and you wouldn't be there and my dad would right away go, yeah, so rule number one, no slap shots. And I was just like, that's Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan ruined that for <laughs> You had to go 100. But yeah, I just remember, man, that was so much fun. Do you remember the jumping ring too? Oh, whoa. Yeah, man. Dude, that was out of my mind. <laughs> oh, wow. You just brought back a good memory so, there. So my dad, uh, just to give a little background, we lived... We lived on the middle school ground of Benita. Um, and my dad and my mom got to live there. Certain amount of rent, but they also had to, I think it was, just had to make sure that they, if anybody was trespassing, you know, he had security and stuff like that. And he'd do his rounds at night. It was also a way just to not pay a security guard. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but my dad would had the keys to everywhere because he also worked at the middle school. He was a gardener. 
So he got to go into all the rooms and his boss was like, yeah, it's cool. Well, you can just clean up, you know, whatever you do. Um, so I always had basketball courts at my house. I always had big blacktop um, in the front yard. Remember, we used to play a little baseball right there. We had yep. little plates and stuff. Yep. Um, but my dad would get to go into like the special ed room and they had all like their basically like, where they would have like lunch or whatever. Or they'd get to like playtime. Yeah. They had a huge jumper, but it didn't have like things on the outside. So if you just jumped, you could fall off the side yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, don't miss your shot because you will you will fall and, yeah. and eat it. Um, I remember uh, he would turn it off too mm-hmm. while we were inside of it. And you go try to crawl out, and you just like try to crawl out, and be like. Ryan got it the fastest, and then the next person <laughs> would do it. You're like, oh, you got to beat his time, and yeah. you know, that was. I remember that just used to be so much fun. Yeah, they, that that was one that I had forgotten about. Yeah. That's a good one. Here's a good one. Was dude the treehouse? The treehouse, yeah. dude. I still to this day, if I'm going to to visit my parents, I'll look up at the the spot, you know, where the the house was. And I'll see there's still a platform in that tree. Yeah, still there. They like, I don't know if they just never registered that it was up there or what gives. Like, dude, that thing's been up there 20 plus years. <laughs> it's still a little platform. I don't even know how we fit up there. Oh, I don't know. We, <laughs> we made it work though. Like, yeah, we'd climb up it. Sketchy, dude. I mean, it looking was. at it, I was like, that's pretty sketchy, dad. Yeah. As, as adults, I can now look back and like, yeah, he's. I mean, he made it work. Your your dad made that work. But as children climbing that, it was like, hmm, this is a little sketchy. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I used to. I remember we used to go up there. I'm, were you? Did you ever stay the night up there? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like halfway through the night. Just yeah, screw this. It was cold. Gone inside. Bugs. <laughs> Some bugs. Uh, trampoline. There's one moment that it's just forever in my brain. I'll let you tell it. I already know. <laughs> I, I know what you're going to say. Like, Ryan, I remember we used to just try to outdo each other on the trampoline. So like back bouncer to this, to that, me bouncer to this. And Ryan would just like try to come up with these crazy backflip to me bouncer to back bouncer back up and another backflip. And I'm like, dude, how are you going to do that? Yep. <laughs> I, <coughs> um, I remember you... He did some wild trick and we didn't have a netting around our trampoline. It was just free flowing. This is the early 2000s. <laughs> Ryan did some weird trick and he it bounced him off to the side a little bit and he caught the side of my dad's shed and he was like holding on to the top and he did like a, like he thought he was going to fall. And he's like, <sighs> the top of the shed just gave away and he just, Oh, I just fell into all the wood and everything. It was like the throwaway corner. Yeah, I just remember looking at the trampoline. You're just holding your body. You're like, oh, dude, I hit that shed hard because yeah. that was like the initial impact, and then the thing broke, and I fell into like that pile of wood and debris and spiders. <laughs> I was just sitting down there, like, dude, I want to sit down here for a little bit. I just need to recover after that one. Yeah, so many, so many fun times at that house. Uh, loved, loved living at that house for sure. That was, that was the best backyard any kid could have asked for. Like that, that's one of those unique experiences that we have growing up 
that I don't think other people do have or like even are going to have. Got you to experience. Dude, you don't see, because that used to be a bigger thing was groundskeepers mm. living at the schools because Bonita High School had the same had setup. One. Yeah. They had the same setup and that guy, he left or whatever happened and then you guys had yours. That was a thing from like the 90s and early 2000s and I don't think they do that. Not in California, at least. I don't yeah, see no. here. I just remember that was just such a cool, fun experience of, I would even tell people, at, you know, like you would even tell people at school, like, man, dude, Cody's house is so much fun. He's like, he just lives at the middle school. And you're like, yeah, but you gotta think. We can ride the bikes anywhere we want. Everyone we used to play golf in the back of the fields. Yeah. We used to play baseball back there. We used to play kickball, like anything we wanted. We had basketball courts. It was all at our disposal. And you got to think too, like from an adult parenting standpoint, that's like the safest your kids can oh, be. Oh, ideal. They're, yeah. you're, they're in a giant fenced area. There's no cars zipping through there. Like, are there going to be any creepy people? No, dude, because they're all, like, it's all caged up. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, we're, we are so fortunate that we got to do that growing up. And the, the amount of memories I have in that, like, I'm stoked. I'm just so happy I could I could have those. Yeah, I mean, we can keep going too. We really could just like all day, all day. So many, so many shenanigans at that school. Yeah, it's uh definitely some some uh, some really good times. So, um, kind of switch gears here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one exciting thing in Ryan's life that just happened was uh, you're in the fire department, man. Yeah. Dude, it's um, it's huge. Um, You're gonna have to lay it out for me because it's. I just think, oh, dude, you know, paramedic, and then all of a sudden you just become part of a force, and then you're, it's you're at a station. You're good. It's so (laughs) funny too, because like growing up, I think my big thing growing up was like I wanted to be a cop. I think because like my dad, my like my family is all law enforcement. Yeah, that was our background, and I don't know, like it just. Because I started, just kind of like lay it out for everyone. I worked at the Regal for like four years um, in my late teens, early 20s. And like, I had no idea what I was doing. Wasn't going to college or I did community college and I dropped out because I just like didn't like it. Didn't know what I was doing. And my buddy, uh, Terry, who's actually like, I consider him a brother. He got me into the whole like EMT paramedic thing. And I don't think it really was on my radar to be a firefighter i was just like i'm gonna do something like i, I gotta do something um but yeah i did did my emt which that's emergency medical technician is basic life support use an AV, put a band-aid on whatever um became a paramedic and to give people like an idea like paramedic we call it advanced life support so like i can start ivs i can put a tube in someone's throat they're not breathing like i can breathe for them that way there's all sorts of things I'm gonna do. Like you see on like Grey's Anatomy with a little squiggly line. Like I can read all those things. Yeah. Know what your heart's doing. It's it's a trip. Um now you were in a you were in how long were you a paramedic for? Uh I I've been a paramedic now for I think almost eight years. Eight years. Eight years, yeah. And I was an EMT for that for a year or two, something like that. Okay. Um yeah, dude, it's it's a it's an experience being a paramedic. Like I, dude, I have so many stories, and I won't dive too far into them because they're just insane. If you ever see me and you want to hear, like, go for it. 
Um, but I worked in um, southeastern San Diego for like my whole pretty much medic career. I left the border, which people at the border, they're either dead, dying or nonsense. Yeah. Like there is no in between. It's yeah. one of the three. Uh, but dude, southeast San Diego, for the listeners who don't know, like that's the, the four corners, right? Like Imperial and Euclid, they did a whole episode on gangland about that area. Like that was a rough and tumble place. And I just, I enjoyed being that area. I liked the people. Um, the call volume was good for me. I was busy, learned a lot. I've, I've been on probably more shootings and stabbings than most medics get in their full career, but it was just like, it was weird. It's almost, it's part of like an adrenaline high, but it's also like a very immediate, like, okay, cool. It's, it's just fast thinking. It's, it's yeah. almost like a drug. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, dude, being a paramedic, I did that for five years on the ambulance. Um, the ambulance is a hard life, dude. It is a grind. Like it's fun, but it's so busy. And I think the last year I did 24 hour shifts and dude, you do not sleep. It's literally just 24 hours nonstop. Just and, and now is it just like, you know, say, um, you pick someone up and you take them to, you know, the ER or whatever. Mm -hmm. What, what, what's the process from there? Yeah. So like, are you like just getting back in your car and then just heading somewhere else? Or is it hang out somewhere for a little bit until you get a call or? So it depends, right? Like I worked for a private agency where, um, we were stationed out of a fire station, but we pretty much were so busy. You would like pick a patient up, take them to the ER. Sometimes you wait at the ER, which is like what led to a lot of my burnout. It's just waiting for hours. Oh. It was terrible, but like once you drop them off, you clean, you go available and you go back to your, your district or you just get popped into the call. You just keep wash, rinse, repeat. Um, and then working like a 24 hour unit, it's the same thing, just all night, wash, rinse, repeat. And I'll tell everyone right now, like probably 80% of the 911 calls we go on are very, very mild. Like, and I, I'm always very nice. Like I have a, a saying, it's called kill them with kindness. I'm always very nice with people, but do people call for like stuff toes? They like, they like kind of cut. It's like a funny joke of like the cats in the tree. Like I, the cat's going to be okay. As a, tree. as a firefighter, I have been called to a cat in a tree multiple times. And it's, like, it's so frustrating. I bet it's funny too. Cause like people, how does a cat going to get down? Like the same way it got up. It's going to fall down. It's going to climb down, dude. I don't know. Like, but yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, okay. So I did all that paramedic and then um, getting into the fire academy. I'm very fortunate. Uh, we grew up in Chula Vista and I got picked up with Chula Vista Fire, like our hometown. Um, and I love it, dude. I love my my fire department. I love our And where city. is this one at? Sorry. Uh, so it's like the city of Chula Vista. Um, we have 10 stations. Um, I'm currently out in the eastern part of the city behind Bote Ranch Mall. Okay. So good so, neighborhood. I yeah. Like yeah. It's all brand new, brand new development. It's, it's a trip. Um, we work a lot of overtime too. Right. So like I'll look at the different stations and this and that. So now like it, now going with, if I keep interrupting here, no, you're good, trying right. to understand the, now you're assigned to a station, which is the Otai one. Like that's your home station. Correct. Um, now if you did want to go to another station, you, you apply for that transfer or is it, 
like like you said, over time you're going to other stations and working with them. But yeah, yeah. So good question. Um, we do what's called a bid every two years. Um, so I'm I'm fresh. Like I've only been a firefighter for a year and some change. Um, and we're gonna do a bid, and it's all based off seniority, right? So like where you finished the academy, like who's finished before you, all that stuff. Um, and then it's just starts at the top they bid to whatever station they want and then it just keeps going down that list and like you'll end up some people end up like exactly where they want to be you know maybe you'll end up at a station like ah, i don't know but like, oh it's a good crew like i'll just I'll is it kind of like a like could it be somewhat like a draft too like someone could be like i really like this guy keen i would really want him to be at my station 100 percent. like you can have a crew that be like hey like i really want Ryan to be here if we can like they've put that out into the world right that tell everyone like hey like we're trying to get keen here um but at the end of the day seniority moves right like, yeah, yeah if someone wants to bump me and go there like they're they're gonna take that spot and then I'm gonna take whatever spot that I can get but yeah dude that's um so so like you so now being at that Otai one are you guaranteed that spot there now like you mm -hmm. You, they, like they won't be at any time go hey we need you to go to this station from now on um they can if the need is there like they'll move me but it doesn't really happen that often like okay. you don't get bumped out a lot i guess it's kind of good because you're just in the chula vista area so it's not like you're like i gotta go up the pal way or yeah no not at all just because like the way the cities work is like everyone has their own units for fire department so like yeah. chula vista fire Obviously, we, we operate in the city of Chula Vista. We'll run, that's called automatic aid into like San Diego, National City. Um, those other agencies, and they have their own fire departments, like National City. I think they have two stations, like what, two fire engines, a truck, and what they call a squad, a light force squad, which is like a truck people run around in. Then San Diego Fire is the biggest agency in the county. They have like 50 plus fire stations, like all the many hundreds of personnel. It's yeah. wild. And, you know, you get different specialties and all that. So like my department, we have one of the, the heavy rescues in the county, which it sounds a lot cooler than I think, than sometimes it, it is, but it, I mean, it is cool. Like we get certified in like a confined space rescue, trench rescue, um, high angle globe rescue, like repelling, like mission impossible style and that kind That's of crazy. Cool. It's wild, dude. It's, it's scary. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I'm not afraid. Like it, you're trained, you know what you're doing, but. I mean, you're something still, can happen. You slip and dude, you're still up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. slip, but that's why we have like belay lines, so like a safety line. We got all sorts of stuff. So yeah, the heavy rescue, the trip. And, yeah. So are you? Are you? Um, so how how does your work schedule go? Uh, firefighter schedules, right? So what we're on is called a Kelly schedule. So it's 24 hours on, 24 hours off, and you do a seven day cycle of that. So day on, day off, day on, day off, day on, day off. Um, and then you go into four days off in a row or six days off in a row. It's like every other, like go around, go around rotation. You go six days off in a row. So it's cool. Um, it, it definitely like you look at the schedule and technically you're only scheduled to work 10 days out of the month. Again, 24 hour shifts, but, but like, 24 hour shifts. I mean, right. So we're living in the fire station. Yeah. Um, and then that doesn't include like, oh, if you work overtime, you're at the station for like three days straight, right? Because that's the overtime shift. And then the other thing that like, I think a lot of people aren't aware of is we get what's called um, mandatories or like forces. So if a fire engine, if someone calls out, you know, tomorrow, 
and I'm working a station today and they need someone to work and no one's signing up to work. Oh, de- mandatory. You depending, yeah, depending where wow. I'm at on my list, they'll call me up and they'll like, hey, do you like your little thing tomorrow? That's forced overtime. So another 24. Another 24. Man. It's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, we're compensated for our time, obviously. And it, it is difficult. And it's a transition for like anyone who's not used to, you know, their loved one being away for periods of time. It's hard. Like, obviously, it's hard on my wife. Um, but she, she does well with it. You know, she can come visit me at the station. Like our department's very open about like, Hey, family first, like your family needs to come see you, like have them come see you. Like if you want your wife to come have dinner with us, have your wife come have dinner, like stop back to lunch, whatever. Um, she'll bring the dog to the station. So like, I get to see my dog and like click that chicken in the backyard and yeah, it's cool. But yeah, all risk, all hazard, all services. You call 911, we're going to show up and fix the problem. <laughs> we'll figure it out. That's the thing that, and like, you know, I, my uncle, like I told you, he's in fire department and he used to tell me the same thing. You get calls for the weirdest outlandish things that are just like, I remember he got this call. And this one guy's like, I, I, they're like, why does your stomach hurt? He's like, my stomach just really hurting. And they're like, okay, but we need to know more. Like we need to inspect you and stuff. And he's like, oh, my, my, it's just, I, I shoved way too much up my butt. We're like, he's like, what? He's like, like, yeah, I have like hot wheels. Like he shoved a whole bunch of hot wheels. So it's it's like, like a, what, dude? It's like, like that celebrity with Richard Gere with the hamster. Yeah, the hamster. Was, dude, so bad. <laughs> yeah, people, I don't know, man. People, people be doing weird things out there for sure. Yeah. Um, you get a lot, you get a lot of high calls, like people like paranoid. Yeah. Drug calls. Oh yeah, dude. Especially like, you know, when, when I was on the ambulance, especially like, yeah, you get people high on PCP, high on methamphetamine, right? Yeah. Um, dude, honestly, the funniest ones are people who smoke too much weed. Oh, my bad. Because, like, it's it's benign, right? Like, nothing's <laughs> nothing's going to happen to you. But, like, they're so stoned. And they'll, they'll, they'll just be sitting there like, I'm dying. It's like, no, you're not, buddy. It's okay. Like, you're... You're just up in the clouds right now, yeah. bro. Like, what's, <laughs> what's this? Do you want to go to the ER? Yep. All right. Well, you're just going to go be high in the ER, I guess, because there's nothing you can do. It's just, yeah, just got to ride it out. You know, it's, those are funny. Um, obviously, like the meth and the PCP calls, like those aren't as fun because usually it's like they're combative and they're violent. Yeah. You know, and we have to like tactically find a way to safely, you know, get take care of them. Um, and there's all sorts of like, cause you're not law enforcement, but like, right. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, cause like what a lot of people don't realize too, is like if someone's high on methamphetamine, like there's this whole like dump, of um, like hormones and all sorts of stuff in your body that's going on that we actually have drugs to help mitigate that. And it's a matter of like safely, you know, getting this person restrained, yeah. um, getting what medications you need to get on board and, and taking care of them. But yeah, I mean that, dude. I did, like I, did, I go on all day, just all the crazy nine one one calls. Like, yeah, the 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 insanity. It's mostly medical. Like firefighters, dude. Eighty five percent of our job is medical stuff. Yeah. Like I've been on fires, obviously, but like those are far and few in between. Usually, just because so many things nowadays are sprinkler. Like even in this room, like there's a sprinkler right above our head. Like. We're there if all those things fail and like we can handle handle it from there. 
Or like every now and then you have like a house fire and like someone left the pot on it catches on the stove runs up the, the ceiling all sorts of stuff yeah, electrical fires and stuff electrical fire another big one um i have a buddy that's he's getting into um uh he's gonna be investigating uh fires oh nice like he's part of the um I thought they call it like arson or something like that. Oh yeah. San Diego has a, it's called Metro, Metro arson strike team or something like that. Mast. Yeah. He's going to be part of something like that, but he's going to be working with them or on that. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. So that's going to be a trip because I think sometimes when people see firefighters in movies or like backdraft, like that's like the, for me, it's like you watch a firefighter movie that they dramatize it so much yeah. and just like you gotta watch out and stuff and it's just like uh, i don't know like going have you been in some like pretty big fires or so i've actually i've been on quite a few like wildland fires like well like, i don't even know if you can call them wildland fires it's just kind of like they call them homeless encampment fires right like just, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know homeless encampment lights up and you're just stomping through mud and poop and all sorts of stuff so i've been on a lot of those i've been on like one like saw it like this is gonna sound weird for for everyone we call them good good fires you know you go into work every day and you just hope i hope everyone no one gets hurt i get a good fire and everyone has good insurance right because yeah. like we want to do our job you know want to get out there and get after fires but yeah i've been on like solid like a solid structure fire where you go in and but you can't even see anything it's just all well that's black. the thing is like i i think that's the you have to hype yourself up it takes someone special to go into the burning building. It's so much fun. Then there's someone coming out of the burning building. You know, like me, I'm like, I'm trying to get out of the burning building, running into a burning building. I'm trying to get. You got to really hype yourself up for that. And I feel like your team too, like you'd have to mm -hmm. be prepared. Like, okay, hey, I'm, I'm going to this fire and I'm here to stop it. But you also have to have that little bit of a. You gotta be a little crazy. Yeah, you gotta It's kind of like a goalie in hockey. Adrenaline. <laughs> Adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be a little crazy, a little stupid to do it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, no, dude, it's um, it's it's interesting. Firefighting is an interesting job. Um, a big thing it'll teach you is like brotherhood, family, you know, that kind of deal. Um, I I love my academy mates, my sisters and brothers that I went through it with. And like you you're prepared to die for those people. That's the reality, is like if if they were to go down in a fire and I'm like out there and they're trying some, oh, if you go back in, there's like a 2% chance that if you go in there that they can live and you're probably going to die. Well, I'll take that 2%. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it and run. Like I'm, I'm going back and I felt them. But the reality is that kind of stuff doesn't, oh, like doesn't really happen yeah, yeah. that often. Like there's so much training and involvement that like we mitigate those situations so quickly. And, you know, we have our policy of two in, two out. You never go into a fire by yourself. You're always with your partner. Um, a lot of firefighters yeah. too, we're all physically capable and ready for the job. Like that's one of the big things like me and my partner hit a lot on is like being physically fit, like not just for yourself, but like for the citizens that are paying you to do this job and, yeah. and for your partner. Cause the expectation is that you're going to be physically able to do everything that's, that's expected of you. Plus some. Yeah. It's kind of like how I always, I get mad when sometimes people in sports complain about how they're not getting paid enough or oh i don't want to go train oh it's like dude your whole your whole life is just train and play a game 
That's it, dude. That's all you're doing. And what you're doing is you're running a fire, giving up. Uh, you're basically sacrificing a little bit of yourself mm -hmm. to save other people, to save people's businesses, you know, all that stuff. And you're not sitting there going, hey, man, I need need million dollars and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna run into that fire if i don't get it so that's why yeah. sometimes it's like it's sometimes sports really frustrates me in that aspect especially some of the other sports it's um that's why it's it's uh, being a firefighter i'm sure it's a thankless job you don't got people always coming around going thank you for just helping me out you know i'm sure you get people to say thank you but yeah i did it, it's funny because i'm my my sister Stephanie, her husband, I love him, dude. He's a he is a uh, state trooper, and it's so funny because we have like our little spats, like they're all playful, right? I just think of what I think a state trooper. I think of what is it called? Super troopers. Super troopers. Super trooper. <laughs> yep. yep. Get that state trooper fade. The yeah. flats off. <laughs> just, but like me and him always make fun of each other because like firefighter, cop kind of uh, aspect that goes into it. But he even he acknowledges like, dude, everyone loves firefighters. Yeah, like every, everyone loves you guys. Like everyone's always waving to the firefighters. You know, and the firefighters just leaning out the window with their sunglasses on, their mustaches, just being all cool. Yeah, cops like, right now, it's uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard job. It's it's just, some people don't like let, it. Let me know? just say, I, I'm pretty happy with the academy I had to go to. Yeah, <laughs> to, for what I. So did. now, when when you uh, like you said, you're, uh, what'd you say, your mates? Like, what are they called? Sorry. The oh, yeah. people you went into the academy with? Oh, my academy mates. Now, did they all join the same? Yeah, they're all in the same place with you guys. Yeah. So okay, cool. my my department, uh, it's all like the same department. So like, like you have Miramar College that does a fire academy, and you get like a certificate out of it. All that kind of deal. But my department in particular, we they run the academy, and we get all those same certifications because we're partnered with a school for that. Okay. But it's still ran by the city, you know, it's for our department. So once you finish, you work for, you know, Chula Vista Fire. That's cool. Yeah. And we're, we, I mean, I guess I should be praised. We're not, we're together in the same department, but we're all at different stations. Okay. That's I, what I was thinking. What, yeah. you have any of them in your station or? Uh, no, actually everyone's all scattered. Right. I think there's only like one or two of them that, that ended up being partners, which is cool. Um, I mean, it's like, did you see them? It's just like never miss a beat but yeah and you're like oh what's up dude and you just start talking about all sorts of stuff no there's some rivalries too oh for sure there's like, gotta there's, be dude <laughs> there is dude yeah there's everyone's always like you know you want to one-up someone or you're trying to be like the strongest person there like um in our academy one of the actually i i will argue she is probably one of the strongest people in our department um she's one of my academy mates and she like her name's lou and she's like a power lifter, like absolute just beast. And like, we're always just like, oh, dude, like how much you deadlift? Well, I do like 350 for three. And then we'll talk to Lou and she's like, and she's, she's English. She'll be like, oh, yeah, I just did like an easy 415. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, all right, dude, whatever. And like, you're just like, dang it. She's so strong. But yeah, there's always like some friendly competition going on. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered too. Um, I don't know if you know, um, you got, you might, uh, Steve Miocic in the UFC. No, dude, I, I, I um, he's a heavy, he was the heavyweight champ for a while, but he was a volunteer fighter 
firefighter. Nice. Now, what if someone? I've always wondered. I'm like, okay, well, did he have to go through the academy and then he becomes a volunteer, or yeah, like he retired and then volunteers his time? No. So, like, volunteer departments are are a dying thing here on the West Coast. Like, we used to have like volunteers up in Julian, up in like Lake Cuyamaca. And it literally is what it sounds like. It's it's a volunteer department. They have like some level of training and organization, but it isn't. It wouldn't be the same as like a municipal fire department, like like yours, like or, ours, or San Diego yeah. Fire that has like a structured training, you know, associated with it. Like there's a sign training. We have training division that like handles a lot of our stuff. Like being a volunteer is a, a is an even harder and thankless job, right? Because like you yeah. literally aren't getting paid, and it's like, dude, that's that's hard. Um, yeah. But actually, that doesn't really exist anymore, at least over here. I know the mm-hmm. East Coast has like a big volunteer kind of department. I was wondering that. Yeah, because I would always see him and people would, you know, love him and stuff because you volunteer. Mm-hmm. And then also a UFC fighter. So you just like, I'm just a journey and then just like to work, you know, yeah, get to it. But workforce. Congratulations, man. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks, and um, that's uh, it's definitely something that, uh, like I said, it's yeah. People do wave to the firefighters and stuff, but uh, I don't think people thank people in service enough. You know, sometimes and it's like kind of like you just go to a baseball game, and like if you're in the service, stand up. You know, and it's like they stand up and you clap for them. It's like I feel like us as a society should be doing more. But yeah, that's yeah. a whole other topic. But <laughs> whole other thing. Yeah, I think you you know my personality. I'm very like. I'm pretty quiet about like me. Like I'm, I'm very, like, I don't need thanks and stuff like that. I'm also like, you can look at my car. Like I don't put the fire sticker on my car. Like I'm just, ah, there's like attention. You've never been a wow, like look at me person. No, no. I'm very, like I tell people all the time, like I love my job and like, yeah, I'm a firefighter. But, like it's, it's a J-O-D man. Like yes. that's, that's, it's what I do. And I'm very grateful when I do it. Um, but like, I don't need people like, Dude, thank you so much for your service. Like, dude, I, I signed up. I <laughs> yeah. signed up to do that. Yeah, true. You know, and I appreciate it when people do thank us. Like, I'm very grateful and I'm very appreciative of it. But like, in, in my head, it's like, don't go into it wanting to be thanked all the time. It's like, dude, you signed up for this. Like, do your job, do it well, be kind to people, and like, just always have that that thought in your head of people are paying you to be here. Like, the taxpayers, the citizens have an expectation of you to be a professional. And yeah. to do your job well. And, you know, if they thank you, great. And if they don't, doesn't matter. Like, you're still going to hold yourself to that standard. Yeah. Well, we'll transition into, I think, the sports. Um, we've been talking about hockey a lot. And the reason why I feel like it, you becoming a firefighter, it's so much like close with hockey players because hockey players don't get the recognition that they need to get. Never. And anytime they have like interviews, it's the most funniest thing in the world. They're like, I kind of thank my, you know, my team. And, you know, and you're like, no, you just scored three goals tonight, dude. Yeah. Like, how about you scoring those three goals? And it's like, it's about the guys that assisted me and stuff. And you're like, geez, don't take, you got to start taking credit. But I think that just shows um, what kind of people and like the culture that hockey has. It's kind of like the same thing as firefighters. But yeah, in my opinion, but. We'll get into some hockey, man. Um, I can say for me, Ryan is the one that got me. I was into hockey, but Ryan, we would, he had a net in his backyard, so we would shoot. 
Dude, my net. I forgot yeah, yeah. That. The net. And we used to shoot back there. Uh, he knew all the players. He knew, you know, positions. He taught me like, hey, you know, this is why they're playing back on this and defending and power play and this and that. You would sit and watch and you explain it. And I already knew the basics, but, the, you know, playing hockey is different from just learning, you know, don't ice the puck, don't do this. But it's just, it's, you taught me kind of like the love of hockey. So I have that love for hockey. I don't tell too many people because people are like, like, you watch any hockey? And they're like, no, I don't like it. And like, okay, well, I'm not going to try to get you into it because yeah. you like it or you don't. You know, can't. What's the number one thing you always hear when someone's like, "Oh, I don't watch hockey." What do they say? I can't find the puck. Like, I'm like, I guess. (laughs) I'm like, well, if you watch enough hockey, you'll know where the puck's gonna go. Yeah, and you know where the puck's gonna be at. So it's easy to see when they're, um, you know, when they're attacking. It's kind of like, okay, they're gonna be working the puck around the outside, and then you're gonna try to shoot it in. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's one of those things. I don't think like if you don't know the sport, people people you would just look at the ice and be like they're just skating around like the random circles and stuff. But if you know the sport and you watch it, you're like, oh, there's a play forming. Like they are all exactly where they need to be. And like I almost have this sense for like especially like power plays, right? Or like you watch Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Like if they're on the, if the Capitals are on the power play and you see Ovechkin just hit that that corner. Um. Because he's a righty, he'll hit that left side slot. You already know he's going to score because he's just setting himself up, wait for like someone to get the puck in, and he's just going to blast it inside. And like, again, if you don't watch the sport, you're just sitting like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just bumping around. Why are they just man? shooting so far away? And I'm like, well, there's deflections. You yep. guys know how to do, to move their skate in a certain way where it hits off their skate and it rolls underneath the goalie's mm-hmm. legs and that's a goal. Hits or the stick. Hits right. the stick a certain way. Some guys are so good at that. Yeah. Screening, dude. That was my favorite thing you've been playing. Yeah. <laughs> Getting in front of the goalie. The and goalies hate you, dude. <laughs> you, dude. And dude, you had some goalies who were brutal. Like they would get their stick and they would they would jab you in the oh, back, yeah. the back of the knee, and they'd buckle your knee and be like, dude, you you damn it. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, hockey's a it's a brutal sport. Yeah, I love it though. So fun. I definitely, you know, around you know playoff time, um, me and my dad always try to sit down and watch the games. And it's a, uh, I'd say there's nothing better than playoff hockey because it's just the intensity, each power play. It's just oh, they hit harder. They they come faster. They just everyone is on their the highest level there's no slop in their game um and if you do you pay for it in the playoffs yeah sure yeah playoff hockey is wild like there there are people who don't even care about hockey and like i'll just be like hey dude just like watch some playoff hockey yeah that's (laughs) all i say right i say (laughs) you just have to watch playoff hockey Mm -hmm. like the four ot like uh, overtime dude please ot hockey um, even shootouts, like yeah. you, you get to a shootout, that's a nail biter because you're just sitting there like, dude, like anything can happen right now. Anything. And like, you'll see some of the great goalies, right? Like I'll always argue that Marc-Andre Fleury was one of the greatest goaltenders. Like, yeah. He still is. He's still a great goaltender. But like, dude, you watch some of his old clips and him during the shootouts. It's like, dude, that guy is so slick. Yeah, wasn't he with the Panthers? 
I don't think he is now. Like he's been traded around so much because yeah. he was he was with the Penguins for a long time. Yeah, he's with the Penguins. Went to very the, long the Golden Knights, and then like he just I lost track of him. Yeah, but, I don't know. There's there's some people I know now, like the Golden Knights. Uh, the one guy that played for uh, Buffalo. Stupid Jack Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> I like him though. He's he's oh, good player, dude. man. He is a good player, and I I I'm just so mad he couldn't have, he didn't work out in Buffalo. Yeah, it was like a bummer. And what's even worse is he was the second pick in that draft, and Connor McDavid was the first pick in that draft. And Connor McDavid is like is he's generational talent. Like I I I I don't know a lot about other sports, right? But like. In hockey, if you say someone is a generational talent, that's like one person in an entire generation isn't that good. Like Sidney Crosby was a generational talent, and like McDavid is is the next one where it's like, dude, this guy. Yeah, you kind of feel like there's always you have, but there's big time jumps too. I feel like there's big time jumps in in hockey of greatness. Yep, and I can say Sidney Crosby, man, he ruled for so long. Um, and doing so well. Ovechkin, I I really like Ovechkin. I just think he's a premier scorer. Um, Oh, he is, yeah. But how do you feel with Ovechkin and Crosby? Who do you think's better? Dude, when I was younger, I, for whatever reason, didn't like Crosby, probably because he would just dump on the Sabres. (laughs) Every every time he played, he'd be like, oh, Sidney Crosby just got five goals. Damn it. But, um, dude, like, they're both great players. Um, I, I will say Sidney Crosby is probably the better player. And the reason being is because he is such a good playmaker. Like, he can yeah. score goals. Like, he does yeah, score yeah. goals. But, like, that guy has such a good sense of the ice and where his teammates are. And he knows how to get people, other people to score goals. And in my head, if I was a coach, I would take the person who brings up the players around him over, like, the goal scorer. Yeah, because, I mean, when you have someone like... um Someone like Sidney Crosby definitely can score the the goals anytime. Um, but I think he chooses to go, okay, if I can make this guy, if I can hit this guy at this point and he can score, there's nothing. I, I don't care. I just want to win. Yeah. Um, I would agree, too. Like, when I was younger, I was always Ovechkin. Yep. Um, I still love Ovechkin. He's oh, 100%. Yeah. The great. Dude. Um, But I think you put if you were to pick one it'd be like okay Sidney Crosby like he's all around mm-hmm. probably a better captain probably a better you just lead by example he also gets people more involved yeah um Ovechkin he kind of gets his and it's not he's not a leader but Ovechkin leads by like we're gonna we're gonna win this game and yeah. I and if I have to put it on my back I will yeah he he is is known as like a workhorse. Like that guy is a strong player, great player. Uh, he's a good leader. But I think you're 100 percent right. Like Sidney Crosby is just like a jack of all trades. Like yeah. you can't take that away from a guy. He can pass. He can shoot. He can score goals. He can lead. He has always been a consistent, strong player, and he's also been very fortunate. Where Ovechkin. Not so much where, you know, Crosby, he always had strong players around him. Like he had Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, who Malkin. Was an, another great like Russian player who just crushes it. And then there was like Chris Letang. Like Sidney Crosby has always had strong players around him that were already good and they all elevated each other. And it was just like, dude, it's insane to watch how good the Penguins um, have been. I have no idea how they're doing this year. 
The only team I like I've actually seen a couple of is the Sharks. Ugh. Dude, they've lost like multiple games. <laughs> They're pretty rough. Like by ten points or more, ten goals, which that's is, how my ducks were last year. Dude. My ducks were losing games nine to two or something. I'm like, oh, no. That's brutal. Then again, the Sabres haven't made the playoffs in like 20 years. So yeah. I just live in constant disappointment between them and the Bears. So growing up, let's, you know, kind of give some, maybe your favorite players. Dude. All right. So not off of achievements. You could just say they're just. Favorites. So it's funny because like one, one, I'll start with like my favorite player from the Sabres was with Ryan Miller, the goalie. Um, dude. Because if you who ever, did you have a jersey of? Um, was it Mayor? No, dude, that that black sweater I had that was Blaine. Oh, well, I feel like what? in high school like, I did. Like, I had um a Finnegenoff. Oh, okay, that <laughs> Russian, that Russian player. <laughs> and dude, I stopped buying jerseys with names because every time I bought, yeah, they hockey they do move around a lot. Gone. I had like I have a Ryan O'Reilly jersey. I was a big Ryan O'Reilly guy, and like three days later they traded him, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, I was just done at that point. <laughs> yeah. But Ryan Miller was like a big one. Like if you ever went to a Sabres game, I've been to a few and they would be like, it's Miller time. Yeah. Like the beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I'd always be all pumped up on that. So Ryan Miller, great goalie, won the Vesnia trophy multiple times. Like the say, he's a big, big player for the Sabres. Um, but by far, like one of my favorite players. If you want to let people know what that. Oh, the Vesnia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, that's no, like um, some people will be like, what? That's right. That's right. So I don't dude, I don't even know if other sports do this. So the hockey, they do like awards at the end of the season for like MVP and like, yeah. and like hockey has like specific names. Like I think the Hart Trophy is like the MVP of the playoffs. Like they're random names, but the Vesnia trophy is like the best goalie of the season. Um Did he does he have two? Dude, he has like three, I think. Three. What? Yeah, Miller was a stud. He was a stud in the net for sure. But yeah, he would, he was just, he's such a good goalie and he was a good like person too, generally. Like he was, he's still very active in Buffalo, like yeah. reaching out to that community and doing their, doing his thing there. Um, but let's see if you remember this name. Like by far one of my favorite players of all time is Pavel Datsuk. Dude, he was on what the, team did he play for? The Red Wings. And okay, yes. People yes. called him the magic man because he had the gnarliest deeks of anyone. Like he could, his puck handling was just, uh, just, I just it was whole, like I, I I don't even know how to describe it. Like you would watch him go around people and just make them look stupid. Like people, professional NHL players would trip and like fall backwards because he would just like slide the puck across their stick between their legs, back over, pop it over their forehead, and just go around them. And they would be like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, they'd be like, "That was." In, insane. Like Pavel Dotson. Also, just, too, like the Red Wings at that time, too, ruled. Yep, forever. Yep, I mean they're they're definitely struggling now. I know it's it's sad to see that, but like, is what it is. But yeah, Pavel Datsuk, um, loved watching him play. And then another big player that was similar to him uh, was Patrick Kane. Yeah, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane had some Chicago. gnarly hands. Dude, he still does. Like, he, oh yeah, dude, he is so fast and like he makes people look silly all the time. And he's another one of those people where like, yeah, he can score goals, but. He has a great awareness of the ice. He knows where his, his teammates are going to be, and he sets people up to score goals, which is huge. 
massive. Yeah. Him and Jonathan Taze were such a good duo. That was one of my uh, Taze, for yeah. sure. Jonathan Taze, unsung yeah. hero, but that guy was a strong. I just strong loved man. his beard chin. Like, it, like he always had like the biggest beard going into playoffs. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I um, so. There was one player I needed. You probably, if I say what team he played for, he played for the Flyers. Um, he was a defender, number 20. Flyers defender. He was, I mean, he was a, uh, I want to say his last name maybe started with a P. I mean, he was, was this, man, was this like 10 years ago? This is like probably like the Ducks got him when they won their, when they won their stand. Ducks got him. It's not Scott Niedermeyer. He never played. No. Started with a P. Oh, Chris Pronger. Pronger, dude. There it is. Dude, how did I pull that one out? <laughs> yeah, like, I dude. don't know how that pulled. Dude, Chris Pronger. That guy was a beast. He, he was also kind of like almost even a little bit of a um, loose cannon. Like yeah. that dude would like almost even fight teammates. He you know? he unloaded on some people. Like, he went yeah. to Philly. Like Philly's crazy. So yeah, like, dude. The Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, that's what they were. But yeah, dude, Chris Pronger. If you want, you want a good time or you're bored, just good go highlights, YouTube, dude. Go on YouTube and type up uh, Chris Pronger hits. And or you a, could just, or you could just put up gnarly hits, and you're gonna see most of them are Pronger. Yeah, dude, just absolutely just smoking people. And you know who else? Like they don't hit as much, but like Zidane Chara. That was that was one of my de- other defenders too, dude. To put it into perspective for everyone listening, Zidane Chara. I think without skates, the dude is like six eight. Yeah, he's a giant, and he's then towering over people, dude. And then you put put him on skates, and he's like seven feet plus. So you just imagine this giant of a man going. And dude, think about it too. Like football got hard hits. I will give like I'm never gonna take that away from football. I couldn't handle those hits that people get in football, and it's that's terrible. You think about hockey though. You're getting hit by a guy going probably around 25 miles per hour. And most of the time, you're not even looking. It, Dude, like, it, it's it's the hardest hits are the ones where these guys are kind of like, and it happens all the time, all where the time. these guys turn around or pass, and they're like, okay, I need to cut this way. And it's like, Oh, you cut the wrong way. Yeah, dude. You gotta keep your head on a swivel. You're just That's a little bit slower, dude. Dude, it's you're getting hit by a small car. Yeah. yeah, hockey like it's it's gnarly and like, those guys most of the time they sit there for a second and get right back up dude. So, and most of them i would say 90 percent of them get up fast i yeah. mean it's like whoa how Got do it. you absorb that yeah dude there is a i saw something on instagram the other day where a guy got hit um and a stick caught him in the face and knocked out his teeth and my boy just sat there picking his teeth up off the off the ice and just skated to the bench get to the trainer and kept playing yeah like dude you do not see that from other athletes no like, no, no players are built different yeah dude. like these they're all guys. linebackers i always say they're the linebackers on skates yeah just hitting people looking for hits yeah just ready to go you to light people up. Yeah, I was trying to explain to someone too. You have the smaller guys on the team that are fast. They mm-hmm. score quick. As a defender or someone that's bigger, you don't want your little guys getting hurt because those little guys score. So yeah. it's like that guy gets hit wrongly in a game. It could be 20 games later. You're like, I'm going to find that guy in the ice and I'm going to hit him. Yep. And we're going to get a fight. You know, because <laughs> he hit that guy. Two years ago, sometimes. Dude, hockey players hold terrible grudges. Like, but dudes. what I love, too, is like, it's not like they 
they don't get babied about it. Like they're not like, no. they'll be like, yeah, I hit him. That's what I did. Yeah. And yeah, I was expecting them to fight you. That's yep. what we, that's what we did. So that's why I love it. Cause it's like, they, they don't complain. You don't have any divas. They're not like sitting there going, no, I need to be paid more. They're like, no, I'm going to go out there and still play. I'll just go to a different team. Yeah. Or, you know, um, if I have to pick a goalie, um, I really love Jonathan Quick. Quick was good, dude. Um, yeah, I really liked him. Uh, watched a lot with him with my dad. So I really liked him. I felt like he was really good. Um, what's his name? The guy that you said earlier. No, oh, Miller. No, um, Flurry. Oh, Mark Andre Flurry. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. man. He's been around for a really long time, I felt like. Dude, 20 plus years. Yeah. He, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. It. Guarantee him. Um, a big one for me was Paul Correa. Dude. Um, yeah. And Taylor Solani. Like, I love, yeah. love them. And then I'm blanking on a guy that played for the Avalanche when I was younger. Uh, he was there. He was a center. Forsberg. Yeah, or, Peter, Peter Forsberg. Yeah, I used yep. to love Forsberg, too. Um, but I felt like there was a guy for the Red Wings, but I just, I always grew up not liking the Red Wings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't like the Red Wings, but they at one point were like so good. It was annoying. They were almost like, not the, I don't want to say the Yankees of the, the NHL. Kind of were. It was like, oh, they're going to win this year. Yeah. You're saying, oh, okay. Who's the, who's going to just go against the Flyers this year in the, the Stanley Cup? I used to love to, because it would be like, oh, Boston, they're doing so good this year. And you're like, yep, but. They'll find a way to screw it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> they always found a way. Um, yeah, those are kind of my big ones. Those are my big ones. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, so many good hockey players, and like you just go on and on, like any sport, right? Like, there's yeah. tons of like major athletes out there, like, oh, dude, like pivotal player changed the game. Um, but hockey is just like it's next level. I think the thing with hockey, too, that a lot of people don't realize is how young some of these guys are. Yeah. Like, dude, there's um, Connor Bedrad, Bedrad, whatever. He's on the Blackhawks. Yeah. Another like big name that's being floated out there. Dude, he's only like 20, 21. Yeah. He's a child. Like, we have some guys that are like in the system. Like, they get drafted and they're in the system at like age 19 or 18. You're like, yeah. Dang, and they're like, yeah, they, they're going to be ready to play in two years if they're good enough. You're yep. like, oh, man, that's insane. Yeah, the Sabres have Owen Power. They drafted him at 18 out of college, mm -hmm. and he like kept he finished his college career, and he's playing on the Sabres, and it's like, dude, that's insane. Yeah, there's that um, younger guy for the Ducks. You know his name is? I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't kept up with the Ducks. No, there's one guy on their team. He He's crazy with... Uh, I don't know what they call it when you like pick up the puck with your stick. Oh, uh, like yeah, people call it the Michigan. Yeah, he's like, like the whole lacrosse he's thing. Insane, dude. Yeah. But oh, dude, I do know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. Because standard, you know why I know about him? Because he did it against the Sabers. Yeah, I was so <laughs> dude. I was so mad. So I was like, why is every highlight? Of just something stupid happening against the Sabres every time. Like some yeah. silly where I'm just sitting there like, dude, why'd you got to make my team look that bad? Well, I feel like the, the problem with the Sabres, I feel like every year when I do look at their roster, I end up looking at it the next year and I go, well, where'd that young guy that they had go? Yeah. And you look and you find, oh, he's on the Blackhawks or, oh, he's on 
he's on the devils. Oh man, he's man. You know, like they, I feel like they never, they don't have a chance to keep their young talent there. Dude, I don't, I don't get it, dude. Like they just don't develop their players, or something doesn't happen. Like yeah. we've got a couple. Like there's Rasmus Dahlin, that's supposed to be super big, and then we got Owen Power. But like, did you think about the people we've had? Like Jack Eichel, he was supposed to be like the change. Like that was supposed to be the the, the moment the Sabers like, all right, they're going to be contenders and. I mean, he basically just put the Knights from going, the Knights went and lost to going again and be like, well, that was, that was all they needed. Yeah. They just needed someone that can score. Yeah. And he crushed it with the Knights. Yeah. I was just like, dang it. And the Ryan O'Reilly is another yeah. good case. Like we had Ryan O'Reilly. I was a big O'Reilly fan and we traded him out. Um, he went to the, the Blues and they won Stanley Cup. Yeah. Same thing as Jack Eichel. And it's like, dude, what? <laughs> That's why I, I look at their <laughs> roster usually and I go, that guy, we're going to see that guy somewhere else. I know. You, just, <laughs> you just look and see where the Sabres trade them and then just put money in Vegas. But yeah. I team to win the Stanley Cup because that's how it always happens. Yeah. It's just it's silly. Well, let's see where we're at. What do you think we're at, man? I would like to ask the guests. <sighs> dude, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a guy could. 50 minutes? 50 minutes? Five, five zero? I don't know. How long have we been talking? Hour 24, man. Dude, really? Yeah, time flies. It's crushed it. It's fun. Yeah. And we've still got a million stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to do a part two Rogan series. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have you on with someone else too and um, bring Spookers up in here. You remember that nickname, dude? Who's Spencer? That? Oh yeah, dude. Used to call him Spookers because <laughs> he used to get he used to get spooked. You if I can get Spencer here, that would be ideal. That'd be I'd, great. I'd love it, man. Because Spencer too, like, is a big part of the equation too. When we would have a great time, and he's always ripping his pants. Dude, Spencer <laughs> was always ripping his pants, jumping fences, and all of a sudden, because this is how it usually go. Ryan would look at the fence and go, yeah, I'm just going to jump it right here. And then he would jump it, and I would go, I don't really like that spot. You have a bad track record. Yeah, yeah. so I would look around and go, all right, well, I'm going to try to find an easier spot. And then Spencer would go, I'm going to do it where Ryan did it. <laughs> and he'd do it, and he'd get over, and you're like, oh, nice. And he'd look, oh, you ripped your shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just ripped his shirt. It's just oh, you ripped your pants, dude. Something, dude. <laughs> Poor guy. Always, there's always something. I forgot that he called him speed speakers. Yep. Man. Good times. Good times, though. All right, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming in, dude. I really appreciate it. And um, definitely uh, try to get you on here again. You yeah. Know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it was fun to catch up. Um, yeah, it's just cool. Been listening to these, hearing you talk to to all these other names too, like hearing Miles. Yeah. You yeah, haven't talked to Miles in years. I was like, dude, Miles, man, my guy. I'm like, dude. Um, but yeah, stoked, stoked to be here. Happy yeah. to come back whenever. I always give people an opportunity at the end of the episode if they want to do any shout outs or anything. So any shout outs or? No, dude, like shout outs, a shout out to you. Great dude. Um, I know advertising, I'm, I'm not big. I don't really got anything. I'll tell everyone, learn learn CPR, learn how to yeah. use an AED. There you go, man. Learn how to stop the bleed. Those are important things that people don't get taught. And if you can find a class to do it, uh, yeah, learn how to use a tourniquet. You're going to save more lives than I am. Man. So just get yeah, after man. it, dude. 
All right, man. Well, thank you very much, dude. And uh, had a good time just reminiscing and plenty more times to come. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, All right, man. man. Thank you, dude.